Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. The Twitter blackout intensifies, ladies and gentlemen. Steven Crowder is the latest conservative commentator to be suspended from Twitter for very vague reasoning. I guess they're insulted by a an undercover video he did at South by Southwest, which he did largely for satirical purposes. But, you know, that violates Twitter's guidelines or something stupid and ridiculous like that. Twitter censorship is a big problem. I've talked about it here on the show before. And, uh, well, folks, I knew this was happening, but I, I thought Crowder would be one of the last ones to be banned. Uh, he's not an agitator like Milo is, or like Mike Cernovich is, and believe me, I like both of those guys too. But Crowder is a comedian, and uh, he he didn't deserve this. I I know it's only a weak band, so technically he's not banned permanently. But still, when Twitter is going after Steven Crowder, you know we're in trouble. So I'm going to be covering this in more detail. And for the video live stream, I did the video live stream exclusively on Gab. I've talked about Gab on the show before. They're a free speech platform that doesn't censor uh, conservative viewpoints or any viewpoints, conservative or liberal for that matter. I recommend you check them out. They're not paying me to say this. I just really enjoy their product. So check them out. Go to gab.ai, sign up. I'm on there. Follow me at Sam Whitfield. 
And without further ado, folks, uh, let's go ahead and start the show. Good evening, and welcome to this exclusive edition of the Whitfield Report, the exclusive video stream for Gab. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my first uh, stream on Gab, so I don't necessarily expect people to tune into this right away. I'm coming to Gab uh, tonight, and I'm coming to you folks on the auto podcast, because I want to talk about something very serious. It's been serious, and I've, I've talked about it before on Facebook and on the podcast, and it's the continued... Twitter blackout of conservatives. And I know I've discussed this before, but it's even more important that I discuss it tonight. And I decided to uh, renew my Gab Pro subscription today for a couple reasons. The most important, I really have come to believe in the mission of Gab, the more I've used it. So that's first and foremost the most important reason why I decided to join Gab Pro. I want to support the people who make Gab work. The second reason being, um, honestly, I'm not sure I could post this live stream on Facebook or on Periscope. I know I have a small audience on those platforms or smaller than someone, say, like Milo Yiannopoulos or Gavin McGinnis or Mike Cernovich. I realize I might not be in any particular danger of being banned on those platforms, but these days you also never know. Um, I've criticized respectfully uh, but I've still criticized Jack Dorsey many times, and so I'm I'm sure he's just looking for an excuse to ban me, and uh, I still need to be on Twitter, and I'll I'll explain why I still need to be on Twitter, and why you guys should still be on Twitter as well as Gab. Um, but this particular episode, I I didn't want to live stream it to uh. To my Facebook page because I, I I wanted to 
give this message to you guys on Gab specifically. I wanted to try out the live streaming feature, which hopefully is working for you guys. I hope it is. We'll see uh, once the replay is done, how it turns out. Um, but uh, honestly, I know I'm, I'm safe here for free speech, so I can just speak freely. That's the tag, and I think it's very appropriate. Um, folks, I've, I really have, for the past month or so, I, I've really been, uh, I want to say obsessed, but just focused super hard on covering this issue of censorship on Twitter and on Facebook. And I know it's been happening for a while. I remember a year and a half ago when Milo got banned from Twitter. That, that was kind of the first um, kind of predilection of things to come and uh, kind of ominous foreshadowing. And I've, I've been a fan of Milo for a while. But even so, when he got banned from Twitter, I... How should I put this? I... I wouldn't say I was worried, but I understood the argument that Milo was a provocative figure. And I, again, I don't agree with Twitter, but from a certain point of view, you could, um, you could understand at least, I could understand at least the argument that Milo um, was a provocateur, okay? Again, not grounds to ban him from Twitter, I, I think was wrong. But, at the same time, it, it was, it, it was the start of my, uh, discontent with Twitter, but it wasn't the, the final straw that got broken. Um, because provocative figures oftentimes, uh, test social media platforms, uh, to the point where they want to get banned. And so, you know, Milo wears as a badge of honor, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The fact that he's been banned from Twitter and he has other platforms to, uh, you know, go to. He, I know he's here on Gab. I know he uses Gab. I know that he's also built his own platform with uh, Dangerous.com, which is great. But he was the kind of the canary in the coal mine, the first ominous sign of things to come. But I guess for me personally, I wasn't too worried about being banned because I figured, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a smaller uh, podcaster. I'm a smaller independent guy. I only have a thousand... I only have 1,900 followers on Twitter, which doesn't seem like a lot, but for someone who's done it from scratch and who has kind of built an intimate base, I mean, it's taken me a long time to build even that. Um, so I didn't think I was any, any, in any particular danger. Um, but at the end of February, beginning of March, right around the time the... Uh, Parkland High School shooting happened. 
that was when I started to worry. And it came more specifically once David Hogg uh, became popular. And I, I know I've uh, talked about David Hogg on Gab before, and I'll let me reiterate this. I don't have anything against the kid personally in terms of who he is. I do think that what happened at Parkland was indeed a tragedy. And for the most part, I don't blame the kids for wanting to march. I think that they're... um, I think that their logic is misguided. I don't think all of them understand necessarily the complexity and the politics of the Second Amendment, thanks to our poor public schools, but that's another rant for another time. Um, Kind of reiterating, I don't hold anything against these kids, but I do have an issue with David Hogg in particular because like or not, you can't deny that his Twitter handle and his whole account was basically brand new. Okay? When I discovered his account, it didn't even have 400 uh, tweets on it yet. Or it had just passed 400 tweets total. And he didn't have very many followers either. He only had like 10,000 so again it's more than I have but he got Twitter verification almost instantly and for a verified Twitter user to have that few followers at that amount of time that was kind of you know that was kind of strange to me because many of us who have used Twitter for years, we've all tried to get verified accounts for forever. Partially because of impersonation, but also, you know, because why shouldn't you get verification if you can prove you are who you say you are, right? It seems like a pretty straightforward thing, right? But David Hogg got almost exclusively, and so did a lot of these other Parkland kids, um, almost immediately. And yet Kyla Kushov hadn't received Twitter verification up until uh, this week, if I'm not mistaken. He was the only one who didn't get Twitter verified almost immediately. You know why? Because out of all the students, Kyle understands the Second Amendment. He understands that the NRA didn't cause the Parkland school shooting, that they're in no way responsible. Um, He doesn't want gun violence either. The interesting thing about Kyle uh, Kushov is at the core, I think that he and David Hogg uh, kind of want the same thing. They both want the same thing that we all want, which is less gun violence in schools. The difference is, is that they have two very different ways of going about it. 
Uh, David Hogg wants to go along with the big-time globalist agenda and uh, confiscate all of our guns and make it into a big political issue. And uh, Kyle understands the Second Amendment. He doesn't want um, gun rights to be taken away out of the hands of unlaw, out of reasonable uh, citizens. Obviously, we want the unlawful citizens to not have guns, but hey, those are already the laws in place. Um, I Point being, in short, Kyle is the conservative in this instance, and David is not. Twitter has an extreme uh, liberal bias, so he honestly did not get Twitter verification until um, last week. And I don't want to take full credit, but I will say that it was due to several conservatives, myself included, tweeting repeatedly at Jack Dorsey. Hey, Jack, why haven't you given Kyle uh, Twitter verification yet? Endlessly. I must have sent like 10 tweets to Jack about that. And I'm lucky. Because as soon as people started questioning, like, who David Hogg is and what he's doing and why he got a Twitter verified account so fast, Twitter started banning uh, conservatives, even the small-time users, even the people with a couple thousand followers. How I did not make the... How I did not get chopped off or suspended or banned outright... I don't know, and I, I I consider myself lucky for still being on there, because for all intents and purposes, I should be on there, but I'm not. So, you know, perhaps maybe that's God's way of watching out for me and wanting me to continue the fight over there. Who knows? Um, that could be it. The Twitter bots may might not have um, detected me yet. I do report... Uh, porn bots on there a lot. So I, I I do report legit bots on Twitter, so maybe that's fooled them enough uh, from trying to uh, ban me, but still, I think my days on Twitter are limited. Nonetheless, I wasn't... I, I became more worried, but I didn't become extremely worried about Twitter until today. When I saw that Stephen Crowder of Wilder with Crowder, who um, I am very lucky in the sense that Stephen Crowder actually follows me, and so does his producer, uh, not Gay Jared, or at least they did follow me on Twitter, um, even before the Mug Club started. It's been a badge of honor that they follow me. I hope if they come to Gab, they'll extend the same uh, courtesy. Um, But the fact that Steven Crowder got banned from the platform today is the last straw with me. And Twitter. I'm still going beyond there but I'm going to be much more relentless. 
you could make the argument that that Milo is a provocateur, that Gavin McGinnis is a a provocateur, that they were kind of asking to be banned from Twitter. You can make that case. Steven Crowder is not a provocateur, ladies and gentlemen. He's a comedian. He's a very effective comedian, which is why they banned him. But he's not an extremist. Neither is Milo. Neither is Gavin. But out of all three of those individuals, Stephen is the least. I mean, some people on here, they don't like him. They think he's milk toast. Even going with that analogy that Crowder is milk toast, I'm not saying I'm not saying he is or that I believe that. But okay, let's go with that assumption that, you know, uh Crowder's style is lukewarm, that you know, that it's too calm for some people. The fact that he got banned, ladies and gentlemen, is troubling. It's very troubling indeed. And this is a continuing problem. How many of us are going to get banned before can sort of start demanding that we take serious action? People are starting to wake up, but there are still conservatives who think that if they just play it safe, that they won't be banned from Twitter, or they won't be banned on uh, YouTube. I actually talked to a, to a podcaster the other day. Great guy. I, I really like him. Um, Isbolano. He just started a YouTube channel. I, I've warned him about starting a YouTube channel and saying that it's not going to grow very much um, because he's conservative. And he said to me, Oh, man, uh, don't worry. I am a conservative, but my channel isn't all politics, so I'll be safe. As long as it's, as long as it's not 100% political, I'll be fine. Itch, if you're watching this, I'm not mocking you, bro. I'm not mocking you at all. By all means, have your YouTube channel. But here's the thing about Crowder. Crowder isn't 100% political either. I'm not 100% political um, either. Not all the people who have been banned from Twitter are 100% um, political. A lot of us tweet politics, yes, but we also tweet pop culture stuff. We tweet about music. And yet, just because we're somewhat right of center or because we're libertarian. Basically, since we're not far left, we've been threatened with, you know, the threat of being banned from Twitter, of being uh, censored and demonetized from YouTube. And, you know, many people have been kicked off of Facebook. I'm not there yet. And uh, I don't really use my personal profile for politics much, so I, I think I'm good there, but, you know, who knows these days? That's my, that's my overall point. Who knows? You think you might be safe on 
one social media platform and then you get banned from that one, you figure you're going to be safe on another one, and then you could be banned on that one. As far as I know, Gab is the only platform that doesn't censor free speech unless you're threatening someone, doxing them, you know, or otherwise severely harassing someone. I don't agree with everyone on Gab either. Um, there are some people who I would say are alt-right neo-Nazis, and guess what? I've blocked them. I've hidden them, um, a lot of them, from my profile. I don't want ha I don't want anything to have to do with that crowd. I, I consider myself a uh, a pro-Western, anti-alt-right. Uh, I guess alt-right would be the best uh, term to describe myself, if uh, you want to go that. I'm alt-right. I'm new-right. But even that is a danger to Twitter. Now, going back to Crowder. He, uh, he shared on his show earlier tonight... Or I guess now, since it's, since it's midnight, uh, technically this would be uh, last night's show, uh, Wednesday night's show. He explained um, why he was banned from Twitter, and uh, he had his attorney on to talk about this issue. Uh, the clip is up on YouTube right now. Uh, it's also on his show over at CRTV. I have downloaded this, and I'm going to play this for you and do some commentary. Uh, so, I am using this under fair rights. Uh, and I'm going to play this and uh, dissect it for you guys and do some commentary. Alright, uh, cut number one. Glad to have you here. So, well, actually, I shouldn't say I'm glad to have you. I had a minor panic attack earlier today. We had a lot of a lot of crap hit the fan. So, for people watching this uh, who aren't Mug Club members yet on YouTube, last night's video did 240,000 plays in seven hours, removed due to a privacy violation. There you go. We can see it up there. Uh, someone complained. This is where Sven Computer went to South by Southwest. Uh, and then we were, well, we, I, was suspended from Twitter for the exact same video being a violation of their code of conduct, right? I think the actual email said enemy of the state known as Twitter. Yes, enemy of the state known as Twitter. Also, Jack Dorsey thinks you're a dick, but that was more an aside. Well, I mean, it was just a picture of a dick that they sent. Yeah, exactly. The assumption was that it was Jack. Dorsey. Yeah, well, well, they don't. It's Anthony Weiner actually works for them. He's just an he's a brand ambassador. <laughs> um, it's so quick before I continue the clip. It's very interesting that Crowder says that Jack Dorsey, from, from what I'm hearing and from what, from how I'm interpreting this clip, it seems to me that Stephen is essentially saying that Jack Dorsey personally, uh, you know, mocked him on Twitter and, you know, called him a dick and then literally sent him a dick pic, which... If true, I mean, Jack, dude, 
How fucking immature can you get? I mean, I know that, God, I know that you and Ev are liberals. But my God, you guys aren't even trying to hide your bias anymore. I'll get to Ev Williams later. I'll get to Ev Williams later, before the end of the podcast. Because Medium isn't doing themselves any favor either. And I'll get to that in just a sec. But let's continue this clip. Explain this to the to the audience for people who don't know, because we have a lot of things that we're working on here behind the scenes. We don't want to just complain about Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. We want to fill you in on what's going on and, and what actions we're taking and you can take. So what's their claim here? Their argument is that people are upset and they want to try and shut down voices that they don't like. So if you go to the different platforms, they're saying different things. You look at Twitter specifically and Twitter's saying, we don't like anything about what you've done. The problem is, is that the way that they've complained about it, it was so fast. It was as though someone at Twitter was sitting there waiting for the video to come up. Yeah. So they could be like, and no. Yeah. Yeah. And no. And YouTube immediately. It was as though someone at South by Southwest didn't want us there. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, you had Twitter within minutes, you had YouTube within minutes, and and somehow we're trying to say that, oh, it's an automatic filtering system. Wrong. That's not right. how it is. Someone knew that this video was coming right. and was waiting for it to happen. Should, should mention, it is alive and well in MySpace. No one, yes, no one exactly, it's on MySpace, so, yeah. but you can't find it. Um, <laughs> l- let me ask you this. First off, legally, and then we'll get into an, an irony here. Legally, uh, this was filmed at South by Southwest. It's a single-party consent state, right? Correct. Okay. And we bleeped any profanity. It would even be fine for TV. Uh, what else? There were no acts of violence. No acts of violence. No we covered uh, up any names, which names we don't have to do, but we did. Don't covered all those up and still allegedly some kind of privacy violation. Uh, and there's, there isn't really an expectation of privacy when you're at an event like that where cameras are rolling. So we want to be clear about that. Uh, here's the funny thing about Twitter. They said it was a violation of their policy, hateful conduct. And you and I know, because we've dealt with this for a while, this is the same Twitter that allows tweets like this up there, if you look at them side by side. Uh, as a matter of fact, Bill knows this. We asked Twitter. A quick uh, interjection here, ladies and gentlemen. This is for people listening on the audio podcast. Um, again, I'll link the video of this in the show notes. Um, God willing, it's still up on YouTube. If not, uh, for the podcast listeners, go. This might be a good time to just say in advance, uh, go to Gab and rewatch this, uh, episode of the Whitfield Report. Uh, but in short, basically what, what you're seeing now is basically these screenshots that, uh, Crowder and his staff have taken there, and I remember when these uh, tweets came out. There were actual, literal. There were actual, uh, literal neo Nazis on Twitter, um, making uh, Nazi memes at first. Um, you know, trying to endorse Crowder and saying that he was one of them, uh, and then once they found out he wasn't. You know, they called him a Jew sympathizer, 
and uh you know gas the gas the the jew la gas the jews and gas the jew lover uh by the way critics of gab always like to say that there that that gab has a uh a neo nazi problem okay but twitter Twitter has a neo-Nazi problem in and of itself. They're not getting rid of all the quote-unquote hate speech that they claim to be getting rid of. Uh, real quick, Richard Spencer, as far as I know, in fact, uh, I'll, I'll prove this right now for you guys on the, on the, on the uh, stream here. Uh, if I go to if I go to Twitter, let me switch uh, to the screen here. Okay, if I'm on my Twitter page, I know Gabbers. I know. Um, if I type in Richard If I type in Richard B. Spencer, now it's true that he's unverified, that's true, but he's still on Twitter, okay? He's not as much a threat to, uh, you know, Twitter as Milo is, or apparently uh, Steven Crowder is now more dangerous than the self-proclaimed le leader of the alt-right. Um, and whether whether or not you you like Richard Spencer or him, I mean, doesn't matter. He's, you know, he's pretty open about, you know, white supremacy. And yet Twitter hasn't banned him. And they haven't banned uh, David Duke to my knowledge, either. They may have unverified them. Um, oh, look, there's our friend David Hogg. Um, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Dr. David Duke. He's not uh he's not banned either. So you know, neither of those two individuals have been banned. But Crowder and uh But Crowder and Milo oh we can't have we can't have those guys. Those are too dangerous. So, I mean, it, it's honestly just astonishing, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. To review these tweets, the ones that say, we have to bleep myself here, unfortunately, like, gas the c**ks talking about killing Jews. It's actually, it actually comes from a neo-Nazi website because they hated me. They thought I was Jewish. Right. They did anti-Semitic tweets. Then when they found out I wasn't Jewish, they said, let's make him out to be the anti-Semite. These... Tweets were actually submitted to Twitter to review. We said, these are libelous. Some of them are death threats. 
And it's not a violation of Twitter's code of conduct. No, they just said, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, they, you know, people, they say these things. Right. We just let it happen. And th- and yet here they are years later right. in some cases. They say it's their policy. But here's the thing. We follow the actual law of the land of the United States, and we get removed for policy. These are actually – there's libel. There's death threats. These are actually against the law, and Twitter allows them. That's exactly they, – they have no problem whatsoever. It's not even a matter of, oh, the computer didn't catch it. It was, no, you were specifically asked to do a review. You reviewed it, and your conclusion was that statements attributing genocide to someone right. fake – Fake. There's literally, okay. But there's literally a fake swastika tattooed on my neck. What can we do? It's Twitter. Well, we sent Sven computer in to identify as a computer at a gender nonconformity meetup. Call the police! I can't <laughs> believe. Can we call the SS? Damn it! That was a fake meme. We don't have any SS. Can we get some SS? So. Here's the thing, it's so damaging. By the way, it's damaging. It wasn't, it it was up long enough, these tweets, these fake tweets, mind you, that UT Arlington professor, what's his his name again? It's Charles Hermes, actually used these memes to try and stir activists to get us banned from SMU. Right. That's, that's, it's now (laughs) By the way, that's March 22nd. You're going to be there. Going to be there. I'm excited. SMU. Go ahead. Yeah. And he used these. He's using them. He's posting them. He's sending them out to a network. He's taking statements that have been demonstrably proven false time and time again. Even if you didn't see that the original one was false, you could see hundreds of comments of fans of not just you. Even people say, I don't even like Steven Crowder, but I don't like people being talked about and lied about right. in this context. So even people who aren't your fans are saying, how can we let the dialogue get to this place? And that's what this professor is letting happen. Well, the problem is they haven't really been proven demonstrably false if Twitter allows them to stay off. If Twitter allows things that they know are the complete falsehoods, libelous, and they allow it to stay up upon manual review, and then something that we do, because it offends some people, even right. though it's a maybe strong PG, is taken down, it gives a sense of legitimacy to things that are lies, and it re- removes legitimacy from things that are the truth. Here's something else, too, that we don't. I don't want to get into all of it, because I, you can tell me what we can talk about. I'm going to tell you, you can't talk about all of it. But it's not a free speech issue, but there's, there is, we are business partners with mm. Twitter, because we've spent money on ads with Twitter. So there is an inconsistency with Twitter in taking money for ads that we've run for either followers or campaigns or events that Twitter helped us design. We have dozens and dozens of emails and screenshots of Twitter actually creating advertising campaigns to gain followers. They wrote the copy. They took the money and then deemed those ads a violation of their own policies and removed our privileges on Twitter to upload brilliant cards. followers or campaigns or events that Twitter helped us design. We have dozens and dozens of emails and screenshots of Twitter actually. So I watched this. I watched this just a a while ago, but I, you know, this is another good point that they brought up. Okay. Twitter helped, uh, build a lot of these ad campaigns themselves uh, with Steven Crowder, okay? So, why are they self-sabotaging, okay? Is... Um... You know, it seems like Twitter is literally trying to shoot themselves in the foot at this point. I mean, I really don't know how how else to put it, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't. And uh, it's just... 
the whole thing really disgusts me. And Stephen, if you're watching this, I I hope you uh, can get on Gab. I, I really do. Uh, please consider coming on Gab. Uh, Please go pro and please become an investor as well. You could really help uh, turn the platform into something great. I mean, it already is great, but you could make an already existing platform even better. So that is my personal appeal to Mr. Crowder. Uh, I'm not going to play the, the rest of this clip because, well, I think you can pretty much get the point. Uh, Twitter is censoring them. It's not just... It's not, as Stephen said, it's not just a free speech issue for them. It's a, it's bad for Twitter's business as well. Twitter stock isn't doing too well. Uh, nobody really likes what Jack Dorsey is doing. A lot of people feel that he's spending too much time at his other company, Square, which I... I watched uh, Andrew Torba's Periscope the other day, okay? I don't think anyone has a problem with, with Jack having a second company, okay? Square Cash seems great. Um, but he's not doing a very good job of fulfilling his role at Twitter. And it's showing. And uh, it's starting to affect their stock price, ladies and gentlemen, and trust me, it will continue to. Um, in the meantime, Gab is continuing to grow and continuing to expand and uh, continuing just to do really well overall. Now, there's something I want to show you guys because I think it's important. I, I told you that I was going to talk about uh, Medium. Dot com, which for those of you who don't really know what Medium is, a lot of people on here do because Gab has a profile on here. But for for those of you who don't, if you're new, whatever, Medium is basically supposed to be an open blogging platform. It, it's basically supposed to be Twitter for long form commentary, where anyone can share stories or articles or, you know, thought-provoking um, quality written content. Sound familiar? It, it, Medium actually, on the surface, their motto seems a lot like Gab, doesn't it? A platform where anyone can write. But... Medium is also what is also the company of Twitter co-founder Evan Williams. Now, I will give Ev credit uh, where credit is due, uh, and. Basically, here's a screenshot of his profile. I will get, I will give Ev credit where credit is due. When he began Twitter, he said that he wanted everyone 
to have a voice on medium. That diversity of opinion was important for our democracy. And the F. Williams of 2012, which is when he started medium, is spot on. When I first joined Medium, I'll open up another tab. I wrote a post, and I'll, I'll go to my stories. You'll have to humor me here, um, because I have 177 uh, posts, but one of my first posts on Medium was basically a call to action for other conservatives to join Medium. In fact, oh, oh, in fact, here it is. So back in, if you guys are watching this on the live stream, um. Back on July 18th of 2016, I wrote an article basically calling for other uh, conservative writers to join Medium. At the time, I was responding to uh, a disenfranchised conservative blogger, and now rightly so disenfranchised, that said that Medium had like an extreme left-wing bias. And basically, I'll read my own article. So I said, uh, addressing left wing, addressing mediums, left wing bias. <clears throat> Does the vast majority of the medium staff have a left wing bias? Yes. The company is based on San Francisco, California, which practically screams left wing in and of itself. However, medium is not entirely to blame for the lack of conservative voices. The fact that there are a lot of conservatives who still don't know about this platform. The fact is, is that there are a lot of conservatives who still don't know about this platform to begin with. So maybe the conservative writers on here, like Jack Gerard, Stephen Perkins, Marquise Young, uh, Cole Trickle, and myself, none of whom are really on the platform anymore. And I'll get, I'll get to Jack Gerard more specifically here in just a sec. Anyway, getting back to the article, I'll have publications on here. Uh, I've started a publication. Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, so, I essentially tried making the case for conservatives to join the medium. To join medium. That was back on uh, July 18th of 2016 during the height of the election. Now, afterwards, uh, Jack Girard, who is a conservative, I want to say he's a Trump-supporting conservative, but he, he used to be. Okay, when, when Ev Williams set up set up medium ladies and gentlemen he actually did hire a an editor 
to curate liberal articles and an editor to curate conservative articles on Twitter. So you had, I mean, on Medium. So you had both the left and the right perspective on Medium. And Jack Gerard, this gentleman right here, um, was the conservative editor on Medium. Now, I guess he's working with another uh, platform doing something else, which I don't know what that's about, but, but for the purposes, he was the conservative editor at Medium. Uh, after the 2016 election, he got let go. I basically tried to ask him why he got let go, and he never responded. Maybe he had to Maybe he had to sign, like, a non-disclosure thing. Could very well be possible. But he was not... Just from what he could tweet at me, he did not seem happy. The Ev let him go. And now... Media... All of Medium's political content has basically been left of center. Uh... Basically, very few of these popular articles on Medium are conservative. Um, now, on my personal feed, I've basically found all the conservatives on there, but for the most part, the featured writers on Medium are not conservative. By the way, uh, Trent Lipinski, this guy here, is going to be coming on the podcast, and uh, uh, he seems to be a great guy, so we're going to have him on here. But long story short, Medium, Twitter, and YouTube are big lefty sites, and they're trying to shut conservatives out. But we're not going to let them do that to us anymore. We can't, ladies and gentlemen. We can't simply sit by and let them take our freedom of speech away. And I am worried that I'm going to get banned from Twitter and Facebook and Google. Who knows? They may even try and ban my podcast from iTunes. I... I don't worry about that as much because the iTunes library is so vast and they do have lots of conservative podcasts on there. Uh, ben Shapiro's podcast is highly rated there. So is Stephen Crowder's. Uh, I know Anchor, my podcast hosting platform, is pretty liberal, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they won't censor me and I don't think they will. Um, but, like I said at the beginning, I will continue to fight them on their own platforms while I can, and I advise you guys to do the same, but I want to just take this time to thank, uh, Andrew and the team at Gab for creating such a great product, and, uh, you know, we're in troubling times, but I, I do want to try and end this 
episode on, on a positive note, I think we can win, ladies and gentlemen. I think we can win, and I think we will win. Gab is gaining traction, it's gaining steam, and uh, more and more people are getting the word out. Speaking of uh, getting the word out, I would... It wouldn't be the Whitfield Report if I did my uh, closing plugs, especially since Gab is a uh, new platform. You can go to my website, which is thesamwhitfield.com, below in the description, if you're watching the video stream. You can follow me on Gab, at Sam Whitfield. You can like my Facebook page, where I do the regular live stream on Saturday nights. 8 p.m. over on facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. Um, and you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes by typing in the Whitfield Report. And you can also uh, find it on other podcasting platforms by going to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report. Uh, whether or not you're watching this or live on Gab, watching the archive, or listening to the audio version on iTunes. I want to thank you all for watching and for listening to the Whitfield Report. Thank you all for your support. God bless, and God save this great nation.